When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome once again, everybody, to Blockbuster Mentality, the show where we dive deep into the world of cinema. I'm your host, Ben Secord, and today Dave and I are going to give our review of Phantom Thread and talk about some current events in the world of movies, talk about the Ant-Man trailer, some Han Solo news, and a whole bunch more. So sit back, relax, let's talk some movies. So Paul Thomas Anderson and Daniel Day-Lewis teamed up yet again. They're following up There Will Be Blood with The Phantom Thread, which is, uh, I don't know. I didn't know what to make of this movie when I heard about it. It's kind of an odd story, at least for me. It doesn't really have a huge appeal, at least, you know, thinking, oh, wow, this sounds awesome. I don't get that feeling from this movie. Um, But I I watched it, and I liked it. But this is another one. It's really kind of tough to figure out, right? I think I need to see this one again and maybe like three more times after that to, to get a feel. But what, what were your thoughts on this when you heard about the movie, this project, and then you're seeing it your first viewing? Because I like to know like if you're kind of in the same box that I'm in. Right. I mean, obviously, you hear Paul Thomas Anderson is teaming up with Daniel Day-Lewis. You're going to go see it. Right. And But yeah, it's it's not a typical movie I would be drawn to if it weren't for those two names. Because again, it's it's about fashion design in the 1950s yeah. post civil or not civil war post world war 2 era right so it's like Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> yeah. stars as a dressmaker and yeah. I'm supposed to do what with that information uh, right <laughs> exactly <laughs> i uh, i went to the theater and yeah there was like these two burly guys sitting in front of me really and me in the theater and it's just like so interesting like when you just see the premise don't see who's in the movie or anything you're yeah. just like that's interesting that those guys are there to see it, but again, you put these huge names on it, and it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna draw crowds in. Even though there was only three people in my theater, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, there's it, this movie stuck with me, yeah. Um, which we'll we'll get into a little bit. Um, we're you know, not gonna give anything away because there are twists and turns of this movie that you don't see coming, right? And that definitely kept me engaged in the movie. Uh, so I think it's great writing, great direction by uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, but. Um, well, I don't, I don't think this would be a movie that I would have seen had it not had this director exa- and this actor. And in my theater, it was all everybody. It was my wife and I, and then no one under 70. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So it was an interesting crowd. But um, yeah, this one, uh, yeah, this one sticks with me too. And um, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot going. On. I, I tried to after seeing it, I was just sort of stewing at it and trying to put my thoughts together. And I saw a friend of mine, and he's like, "What'd you think?" And uh, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, he's like, what is it about? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it was like, it was more like um, there's more moments yeah. uh, than a story per se, right? Right, yeah. There's not like really a beginning, meaning, middle and end per se. You're just along the ride yeah. for this guy's, just this moment in his life, I guess. Right. Like he's a very particular guy. Yes. Uh, you know, he's he's very set in his ways. He has to have a specific routine each day. And if that gets disrupted in any way, his his whole day is off. His mood has changed. Well, but, let me ask you this. Did it, th- that's good, and it was well-performed, but 
did it get annoying to you after a while, or were you on board with this character? Uh, just what he would do. You his, mean his mannerisms and the is being so demanding about you know of, of the people around him. Yeah, yeah. I it was frustrating. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that's a fault to the movie. No, 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 yeah. not a fault. But I, right, yeah. I was like, okay, it's enough, man. You gotta like right, chill yeah. out. No, yeah, you you definitely <laughs> you weren't always siding with this guy. No, like you were because yeah, he gets infatuated with this. Uh, waitress that he meets and asks her to dinner and they kind of you know form a relationship and you know uh he he she doesn't really put up with his crap much you know she she you know throws a wrench in his plans but in a good way but um yeah he he goes through women right He, he lives in this house uh this large house that gets paid for by this wealthy i don't know wealthy woman that put, sort of puts him up in this house and lets him he's really more like okay so the dressmaker thing it's kind of weird but in a sense what he really is at his core is an artist so is what i think so he yeah. he could have just as well been a painter yeah that's this true could have been right. picasso or somebody like that he's eccentric he's you know he's he's a perfectionist at his craft right yeah um, so you you kind of put you get that point and he's sort of allowed to operate in this space and they bring in other women workers, and his sister plays a huge role. It's really well done by uh, Leslie uh, Manville. Ma- yeah, Manville. Yeah, amazing she's outstanding. in this film. But uh, what I was saying though is he his romantic relationships are short. He brings women in, they move into his house, and then he tires of them uh, through annoyance, or they just he just gets he gets rid of them like almost right. like an old piece of clothing. Yeah, right? when it doesn't allure him anymore, he tosses them aside. Right, and even you know his sister is kind of involved in that. She, yeah. she even says at one point, you, "You you want me to talk with her and get rid of her?" Mm-hmm. You know, basically because his sister is you know she's she's protective of him, but kind of you can tell she has this uh, grip around him. Like he he can she controls him a little bit. Yeah, you learn about his mommy issues things like that uh, obviously don't want to again give away too much yeah but um, although i would actually love to talk into maybe in a later date we'll get more in, in depth in this film maybe you know at some point when when it comes out in blu-ray or yeah we'll definitely because i definitely need to watch it again before yeah. we're able to really you know because i've got some thoughts that yeah. i don't want to get into now right but i've yeah. been like stewing over and there's there's a lot of depth here um and it's interesting because uh, at one point uh, the her name is alma i believe right uh, yes. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she asks him, "Why didn't you marry?" Um, and he says, "He just replies, I make dresses because I make dresses.'" And she's like, "That's not an answer." But it actually is the answer because yeah. he's so consumed in his work that he doesn't have the time or the mental space in his head to right. uh, devote to a relationship and to give himself into it. He's just all about his work, and it seems like a stupid answer, but it actually isn't. It's like that actually that is who he is. Right. Yeah. I make dresses. That's I mean, that's his whole life. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's and again, anyone disrupts that, you know, I can just easily get away with you, but for some reason this uh Vicky Kreps uh, yeah. is her name. He I don't can, know her from anything else. Yeah, and she hasn't. Yeah, she's kind of a newcomer. Uh, which she, I I could have seen. I could have saw her getting a nomination for this Oscar wise, but she, she was didn't. Really but good. Daniel Day Lewis got nominated for lead actor. Leslie Manville got nominated for best supporting actress, which she deserves absolutely. The acting in this movie. So yeah, Daniel Day Lewis again flawless performance. To, I mean, not my favorite character ever he's ever played, but for what it was written, he. There was no issues whatsoever in his performance. It was just, I'm so infatuated by him. I'm so <laughs> captive. Like it's again, I, I brought this up when we were talking about our favorite 2000s movies with uh, "There Will Be Blood." Yeah, he's so mesmerizing. Um, what, what, he is, and he he does a lot of different things. With he he plays the full range of emotions here. He is that that sort of annoying, demanding, perfectionist guy. 
Um, which I right. guess he, he, I mean, he brings that into his roles, right? But he does that as a character. But then he, he's also like, um, in some scenes, in some moments, he's very uh, vulnerable and very like soft and sort of shy. And when he's when he's seducing Alma or you know trying to get with her, he he shows that side of him where he's you know vulnerable and and um, just soft you know, right. in a way. But that changes in a minute. Yeah. If she violates some you know written or unwritten rule or some code that he goes by. You're done, like. right? Yeah, because you you think they're they're just they're hooked, they're yeah. they're in it forever now. Like it's just like, and then just like at certain points, like she can do one little thing, and right. he's just, I think I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, like there's that one he bring she brings him up tea when he's working up in the attic, and he's like, I didn't ask for it, I'm working. Right. He's like oh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'll, I'll. He's like, I'll leave, and he's like, well, the interruption has occurred you can't take back the interruption right you can take back the tea but i was working you know he's like come on man i know yeah yeah there's there's moments like that in the movie and that's that just gives you an idea of who this character is he's just so particular and you know do, do you think he he's picking these fights like in the back of his head he knows like he's doing this on purpose or do you think this is how he is like he you know what I mean? Like, well, I think it's both because I think at that point he becomes this guy that can just toss people aside. So it's almost like a power thing for him. Well, who's gonna, you know, if I scold them for this, they're just gonna shrink back because I'm, you know, I'm uh, I'm Mr. Woodcock and I can what I go, you know, what I say goes. Right. But she doesn't buy into that. She stands right up to him. Yeah. And she confronts him early. She's like, "Are you just gonna send me away or what? What am I doing here? I feel like a fool." And she really challenges him to. To, to answer her and to like you know figure out what's going on in himself so they are yeah i mean even though when they feel and they have this tension between them um so i don't know i think he's he gets he is that guy but he also like plays up on being that guy yeah that's a good point i definitely think it's a power thing yeah uh, uh yeah because i mean he's uh she's entering his life and yet he just she just uh kind of kind of disrupts it i mean obviously he's again we already talked about his relationship with his sister you know she kind of has control over him and he obviously keeps her around you know yeah. it seems like he could have easily just kind of get rid of his sister but he doesn't um but uh because she has that kind of power over him right. and, and you know for someone else to have this power over him it's kind of like throwing him off it's like wait <laughs> you know it kind of gives him like mixed feelings but uh yeah he's, but, he's, he's his first reaction is to reject her because right. it makes him uncomfortable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And uh, uh, I like this because it's it's like not your typical love story. Like it no almost doesn't even seem like a love story. Like it's just like these two people. You like you're infatuated with him, and you're just kind of again, like I said, you're long for the ride. But like it doesn't seem like a like your normal like love story that's set in this era you know it's very abstract and there's a lot of like um i don't know if symbolism is the right word but i got the feeling like the things i'm seeing on screen are not to be taken super literal yeah Um, right yeah because yeah no definitely there's there's so many metaphors which i need to see it again because i really think i could catch more and uh well, it spends like a lot of time on uh, different women that come in for dresses. You, I mean, you really get into his actual profession, and mm-hmm. it's 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 different. There's this uh, there's a princess that comes in for her wedding dress. There's the lady that's financing them that's getting married 
Um, and he, she wants to have a wedding dress made for her. Right. And so, he, he's like reluctant. Yeah. And he says like, uh, and then his sister reminds him, you know, she basically pays for this house. Right. Like <laughs> she's, you know, fitting the, footing the bill for, I mean, he's obviously, I'm sure he has his own money, but right. she's, you're, she's footing the operation here. Yeah. And, and I like what happened with all that too. That was cool. Yeah. Um, because what you, what you get there is, um, it's something that at least I, I think most men, at least not me think about, which is the relationship between, uh, the person and the clothes they wear. Right, I mean, we wear them all the time. Right, but you don't think I don't think necessarily this is just a T-shirt, right? Um, but in this movie, it's telling you that there's that clothes are actually really important. The the right the, the there's a certain thing you wear that can make you beautiful, or if it doesn't, you know, it has to be made in a certain way that can accentuate your natural features to turn you into this stunning uh, a person that people that changes their perception of you. You you gain confidence. You feel right. strong. And then there's all, it's not just that the clothes make the person, but there's also people that, who are unworthy of the clothes that are being made. Right, so yeah, because so much love and care is going into these clothes, so much <laughs> yeah. thought is going into this, like, why should I waste it on this, yeah. this pig lady of, who this did, pig of a person? She's just what? She's just like passed out at her yeah, own wedding, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so No, that's a good point. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, here we are talking about fashion. Um, <laughs> I, I swear, it's a good movie. <laughs> but, but it uh, makes you think of those things that I would never think yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's almost like that's that's kind of your metaphors there. I mean, people wear clothes, you know, to to make you seem like something you're not. Yeah. You know, you act a certain way. Right. You know, it's kind of like how people act a certain way to make them seem, oh, I'm a good person. Look what I'm doing right now. Yeah. You know, um, you, you have know, to just, fit a role. You have to be this part. And, right. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. So I, I can see how someone who who devotes their entire life to making these things look perfect and to just put some someone who don't respect. Uh, where the you know your your art in a right. way, I yep. can see how that would anger someone. No, definitely. It's so weird, though. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I, I do want to get into actual details of the movie. So if you have not seen the movie, maybe you know fast forward five ten minutes. I'll put a timestamp in the in the description to let you know when you know we'll t- start talking about uh, non spoilers. Let's let's talk because I, yeah. I do want to talk here's about why. this. Yeah, and the best part because th- this is important. So yeah, stop listening now if you don't want to <laughs> hear it. Uh, or fast forward. The re- the best part of this movie is the end. Yeah, and for anyone who loved There Will Be Blood uh, as I did, um, if there was one thing lacking in that film was the end was a bit abrupt and uh, unresolved. It was like. <laughs> I'm finished, or whatever he said. Yeah. After Which, he killed the Paul yeah. Dano character. Right, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's done. Right. right. We don't know really what's going to happen here at all. Well, I mean, we, we understand the character, but in terms of resolution or rapping or anything like that, that did not happen. Definitely. In this film, this gives you a really stunning ending, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's again. It, it, I did not see it coming. I didn't no. know where this movie was going. So, for first of all, yeah, um, it has like a haunting feel y- throughout. Yeah. So they they end up getting married after she poisons him <laughs> with mushrooms. With mushrooms. Yeah, because just out of nowhere, it's like she, wow. she goes out to she's at, at helping in the house, and then she has this, there's this book because they're out in the countryside picking mushrooms. She has to learn which ones are poisonous or not. Man, that's dangerous, right? I mean, maybe I'll just say I just won't eat mushrooms, right? Exactly. If I, if I'm, not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that worried about if which ones that, might be poisonous. If or it's not, that life and death, I'll just no keep thank it off you. my diet. Yeah. yeah, I'll just I'll stay away. I'll stick with the green beans, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, she 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 poisons him, and then anyways, she she he she takes care of him while he's sick, and then he gets better, and he's like, oh, I want you to take care of me, and and uh, and they end up getting married, and you know yeah. they're, they're married, and well, you this know. is because um, as they're dating, um, at, at one time, 
um, I don't know what, they were away somewhere and he got sick or ill or something and he slowed down and he stopped being, he wasn't feeling well and she, he was like in bed and she was taking care of him and nursing him and they, their bond became stronger because he wasn't so single-minded about his work right? and she could just care for him on a one-on-one basis. And she basically recreated that moment yep. by poisoning him with yeah. mushrooms. She's like, I remember when he was when he was sick, he liked me. And that's really yep. screwed up. And that's yeah, exactly. But that's kind of how they ended up getting married. Uh, which is, yeah, just just so strange. But it's still captivating. Like it's still like it, it interests you. It's like, okay. Because it's like that's an interesting way to go. Yeah, because you think, well, is she trying to kill him? Which I, th- I think I thought the first time. And actually, I'm not even sure if she if she was sure if he was going to die or not. Right. Because she was so mad at him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly thought, I was like, man, they're going to kill him off right now? Like, what's <laughs> going on? Like, man, I, I did That's not see weird. this coming. Yeah. And then, yeah, he gets better. They get married. And then eventually... Um, the 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 what I was gonna get to was the New Year's thing, like how this movie just throws you twists and turns. Like she wants to go dancing for New Year's, and he's like, "No, I'm I'm working. I, I don't want to go out right now. What are you talking about?" But just she goes out and goes dancing, and then he's like sitting around the house waiting for her. So he decides, "All right, I'll just go get her." What a great scene! Yeah, and then he gets yeah he gets there, and it's like a New Year's party. He's it's looking for crazy, her frantically, massive party that you can't even imagine being right. in right now. That the the scene this. The noise, the camera work, the set in this is so cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he finds her, and you think, you know, all right, they're just going to kiss, and everything's going to be happily ever after. But he just kind of, like, grabs her by the hand, and they just leave. Yeah. So that's it's just like, you know, I, I like that, because I was like, oh, man, they're just going to live happily ever after. Okay. It's kind of a cop-out. But it was right. just like... Uh, Again, I was I was surprised, and then they go through more stuff, and he tells his sister that I, I believe I made a mistake. Like, yeah. and she even like walks in behind him while he's telling this stuff to his sister, and then like, she says something, he realizes she's there, and he's just like, whatever, like he doesn't even care. Yeah, because the sister's like, uh, there's some crisis going on with the princess's dress, and the she yeah she's listening, and then the sister's like. Uh, go tell so and so, blah blah blah, and then uh, Daniel De- De- Woodcock says something like, "Well, I'm glad that both of you are so polite." Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I love the back and forth. Like, I love the little bickering. There was a lot of actually like laughs in this movie there too. Were, yeah. I was like, little ones, yeah, yeah, they're little, little subtle. Quips. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the New Year's scene, uh, the New Year's Eve scene was great. Uh, there's also the scene where Alma decides to, <laughs> against his sister's advice, to make him a special dinner. Clears the house. Yep. Oh yeah! No, this is so nice. She she plans a night for him, which for normal people this is a good thing, but for uh, <laughs> for him this is not right because it's just out of his expectations, right? But there's this there's this one shot where um, he walks around and he looks up the staircase and there she is in this red dress, the one that he made for her, and uh, he's looking up like this. And you probably saw this in the preview. He's just looking up and there's this white light on his face. And as I think about it, I think that's like almost him like looking up to God or yeah. looking up to like his salvation, right? Yeah. which is her, and then he rejects her. Yeah. So he rejects the answer to what he needs right. in his life. Uh, I thought that was so powerful. No, so, definitely. Yeah, and I love the actually the actual shot of that too. Yeah, that's it looks a, yeah. cool. It's like, beautiful. It's just, this whole this whole movie is so richly shot. Every, there's like all these saturated colors and like I don't know candles. Everything looks so. It looks like a it looks like a movie that's very old. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like it, it, it looks for sure that it was shot on film. I don't know. I don't yeah. know for sure. Yeah, I would assume so. 
This looks like it's on celluloid, and it just has that like rich, mm-hmm. warm feel to it. Yeah, I love the love the look, and I love the score. Oh, I think the, the score is incredible. Just... Actually, I was playing the score on Spotify, and I think I blew my cell phone speakers. Really? Out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really. Yeah. It's great. No, yeah, it's, the it's, score is great. Yeah. There's like that. Uh, there's like that piano where it's, it almost sounds like a bouncing ball. Yeah, it's, it's like dun 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 ding 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 like yep. that. Yeah, yeah, no, great score. And uh, but yeah, like you said, the ending. Yeah, I mean, she. So she, yeah, he says all that stuff and <laughs> to his sister. I want you to set this up because I just want to listen to it again like, <laughs> <laughs> to describe what's oh, going man. on for for the audience. Pressure's <laughs> on. So basically, right after he says that stuff to his sister, how he made a mistake, she's right there hearing it and. Uh, you see her picking mushrooms again, <laughs> and she's cooking, yeah. and Daniel Day-Lewis is sitting at the table drawing and stuff. You know, he can say he's miserable with his life, it seems like. So much um, He sees her cooking. He sees You see her chopping up the, the mushrooms, chopping them, chopping them, chopping them, and then putting them in this omelet that mm-hmm. she's making. And you see he recognizes this all of a sudden. He's you, watching her, yeah. You... You like the, he sees now what the audience sees. He's 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 the audience at this point. And there's actually a lot of this going on in the movie. There's a yeah. lot that the audience can see by the direction and by the acting without anyone actually saying anything. Mm-hmm. What's going on? What the implications are? Because yep. we see this with uh, the Woodcock's first girlfriend. She makes a comment and looks, and you know exactly the situation. They didn't right. say, "Oh, well, she's here staying in the house, and now he's tired of her, and he's getting rid of her." Right. This has been yeah. going on for a while. It's everything is said with like a look in her eye. Show don't tell. Yeah, uh, yeah, beautiful. that's beautiful. But that's a credit to Paul Thomas Thomas Anderson right yeah. there for sure. So I don't want to interrupt. Um, no, no, that's good. The good call out there. Um, so yeah, yeah she, she puts she, it, but yeah, I, lo- I just love. She's it. taunting him though. Yeah, right? taunting. She's, yeah, she's looking. She's being back extra at him. loud as she's doing things. Yep. So that's another thing. Yeah, just the buttering the toast made him mad because it was scraping. I noticed that everything they like turned jacked up the sound in this movie on every swallow, yep. every breath. Every... Yeah, the swallows. Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh... It was like. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I love yeah that breakfast scene when she's like just like spreading toast and he's just like, do you have to, like do you have to be so loud? Like, <laughs> yeah, like trying to live my life here, and you're yelling at me. Oh like, god, do, anything. do you have to eat? <laughs> do you have to eat at the breakfast table? Can you go somewhere else? <laughs> so yes, I, I again, I just I love the fact that they're showing Daniel Day Lewis notice it. You know he notices mm-hmm. it. Like, because he like kind of puts his notebook down. He's just watching her. She brings the omelet over to him, sets it down. And he's just kind of looking at her. Like, there's like a half smile. This almost. is really happening. Yeah, yeah, this is really happening. And he, you're like, he knows, right? He's yeah, got to know. He knows. And they, they, he cuts the the omelet that is filled with these mushrooms. He he cuts it, and you. It's specifically shown that there's mushrooms in this bite. <laughs> right. Puts it in his mouth. Starts slowly chewing it. Because I'm thinking, like, oh, oh, oh my God, he is knows. He, why is he doing it? He knows. Why is he, is he doing spit it? it? Out? Is yeah, he gonna... like, what's going to happen? Because he's chewing forever, yeah. it seems. <laughs> I know. You're waiting. What's he going to yeah. do? Yeah, because he's, just, he he's chewing while he's looking at her, and she's got this kind of like smug look in her eyes. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know what, if he says something, but she eventually says, I want you, you know, lying down, right. weak, I vulnerable. I want to take care of you. I want to take care of you. Yeah. And then he's, you know, still chewing. He's on board. Yeah. And then, again, like you said with the swallows, you hear him swallow yeah. it. You're like, oh. like that was brilliantly done by yeah. uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Did like, like I've never felt so much uh, tension in a yeah, scene where too. someone's just chewing. I mean, <laughs> you know, because were you thinking that too? Like he hasn't swallowed yet. He I hasn't thought, swallowed. I thought he's going to spit it, spit it yeah. in the face or something. Yeah. I'm like, he's got to know. Right. 
And then he swallows it, and yeah. he's on board with the program. Yeah, and he says, uh, kiss me before I'm sick. Yeah. Like, basically, like, I'm going to get sick now, but uh, kiss me, and then... So what the heck, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's an interesting dynamic they have. So this is one of those things where I think this is more symbolic than real. Right, which I still am trying to totally comprehend. Yeah, so I... So what, are your ta- what is your take? What I think is, it's a, it's it's like sort of like... Love is poison. Love is death. Love is, it's like a bitter pill that you swallow. You don't necessarily want it, but you need it. Yeah. Even though it hurts now. Right. And it, it's it, not always going to be easy. Exactly. I think that's really the that's message. That's a great here. call. Right. He's, he's, in a sense, uh, Woodcock is, is pure without love. And love dirties him in a way, but he needs it. He needs to slow down. He needs that natural check on his personality, being, whatever. It's that natural balance that he doesn't really have, even though he's a fine-tuned running machine. Eventually, he's going to crash. What he needs is just a a rest period, a a timeout sort of a thing. And that's what love gives him. But it's hard because he does. He just resists it so much. Right. Yeah. No. That's a that's a great call. Yeah. I didn't really. I didn't know what to take of it. <laughs> Again, this. I. For I mean, some reason, I stewed on that for a long yeah, time. Yeah. I, I. I've thought about this movie, but I haven't really thought about it in a way of trying to figure it out. I just was replaying scenes in my head. Like mm-hmm. I said, that the when she cooks him dinner for the first time, like trying to surprise him, like that whole scene stood out to me. Just uh, them the back and forth between them. It was so real because even like at some point she's like, you know, what's this? This, like she does like this like almost <laughs> yeah. like verbal like mocking him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's just like so natural and yeah. real like it didn't seem like, like I know you're gonna criticize me for this so yeah. blah 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 yeah, blah, oh, blah, you, blah. You, oh, I'm not supposed to be here blah 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 this is 10 minutes late oh yeah, well, you know I don't like crust on my my, my peanut butter and jelly blah you know that was like that kind right. of a yeah. mocking yeah I was just like infatuated with the yeah those 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 scenes um, and uh, yeah just uh, Daniel Day Lewis's performance He's but, so uh, good. but yeah the the, again, the uh, hello. How are you? Hey, doing? how's it going? Now uh, this better not be his last movie. I know. I mean, this I is know. stupid. He's not going to win the Oscar, unfortunately. I believe that is going to go to Gary Oldman, but um, I haven't seen this, so I can't. I can't right. comment. Gary Oldman's a great actor and been a yeah. great actor. Forever. Yeah, it's time. And, and Daniel Day-Lewis again. He's won three Oscars yeah, already. So it's, it's not like he. That's enough already. It's enough. enough. We get it with the whole Meryl Streep, Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, ring that's going on yeah it, anyways but uh, but yeah the, the whole ending that's a that's a great call how love is painful love is you know but you still need it i hope and, that's uh, the message here yeah at least that's what I, I think this whole movie feels uh symbolic and allegorical right or that sort yeah. of thing you know so but uh but yeah hopefully we're gonna hopefully do an analysis episode on it someday what an amazing um, end this I is know. so cool i was just shocked because up until the point up until this scene the movie, I'll be honest, the movie was starting to lose me. Really? Okay. I was getting a little tired of the characters, right. tired of this thing. It's like, okay, we gotta, you gotta move this along into some way. Because he's just being weird, and she's getting frustrated. Either they're going to resolve this, or she's got to leave, or, or something, right? And it, it, it was at, almost at my breaking point where I get this scene that I did not expect at all. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's true, because I... Uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can see what you're saying there, but because this movie, I like didn't know what was going to happen, and because yeah. it was throwing those twists and turns, like it didn't have the typical where he found her at New Year's Eve. Like I said, it didn't have the typical yeah. like they embrace and everything's fine. Right. Like so, I was like, I was so like 
interested in what was going to happen because I had no idea. So I think that's what kept me engaged in it. And I'm with I, you. I never felt bored at all during the movie. Okay. Um, and I can only imagine what a second time will be just because... Uh, <laughs> I cannot uh, wait to see the second time. Uh, no, me neither. Like, I didn't think I would... Like, when I first walked out of the movie, I was like... It was good. I mean, it was, it was, it was, you know, I didn't know what to think, but then just, yeah, you stew on it and you, you yeah. think about it. And it's just same with like, me. Yeah. I, I was like struck by the end. Right. So I walked out of the theater sort of elated, but then I sat down in the car and drove off and I'm like, well, I'm not sure what to make of the whole movie. Um, but yeah, the more I had to think about it and put pen, put pen to paper, yeah, yeah, there you <laughs> <right>? go. <laughs> then it all sort of made sense to me. It, well, at least, you know, to, in a way that I could try to explain right. it you know so um I, I don't really have anything more than this unless you do yeah, we i mean just get into our uh yeah our rating yeah rating i mean again i i think this is a terrific film i i think it was a great team up of paul thomas anderson and uh daniel day lewis again and oh. if this is his last movie i'm very i think it's a good way to go out he had a great performance i actually wanted to get your thoughts uh if we could real quick on, yeah. on paul thomas anderson um magnolia just just quick thoughts I I I I think that's a great movie. Great movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little not, not yeah. so crazy about Magnolia. Uh, Punch Drunk Love. Love that movie. Me too. Yeah. I think that's an amazing Adam, movie. That's one of the rare Adam Sandler movies that. Well, actually, that and Funny People. Yeah, he's great in a serious role, and actually, yeah. even Spanglish, he's not bad in. If you've seen that, I haven't seen that. No. I, that's that's yeah. one I'd recommend. Yeah, Adam oh. Sandler in the serious that, that like. If you cannot be, if he can be uh, that insanity that he does, that's usually over the top comedic. But right. in a serious, well, like Punch Drunk Love, perfect. Yeah, uh, there will be blood. What do you think of that movie? It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 okay. it's sort of okay. Uh, the Master with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I, I still haven't seen that. Oh, you got to see it. I know. It. I keep hearing that. Yeah, Vinny keeps telling me to see it. Actually, yeah, I mean, too. you get Joaquin Phoenix uh, yeah. whacking off into the under the beach. Really? And he drinks gasoline. Oh, nice. And uh, Amy oh. Adams gives uh, sold Philip Seymour Hoffman an angry hand job. Really? <laughs> yeah, an angry I don't know one. Why eh? I'm good at this. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Inherent Vice? With yes, yes, yes. What is what is this movie? <laughs> what, what is going on with this film? I don't understand it. I really uh, don't. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, it's just I kind of just watch it for the the art of it. I don't know. It's I just, don't even I, know if it's art. I, I saw it once. <laughs> I, I I do want to watch it again, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I slogged through this and I, I couldn't tell what I saw. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I like Joaquin Phoenix, and I, you know, like yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is great. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's kind of a weird one. So this was a nice follow up to Inherit Vice. Um, no, definitely. And so, uh, yeah. What do you? So, if you, unless you have anything else, go ahead and with your rating. Uh, I give this film. Uh, I, I give it. Uh, I give it three and a half stars, and uh, one and a half buckets of popcorn. Okay, I am uh, pretty much lockstep with you, except uh, quality wise, I'm going to give it four stars. Oh, okay. Um, just because of the end, and I feel like if I'm right. <laughs> I feel like that interpretation is uh, kind of amazing. And the end is almost worth any uh, weirdness that you get in the movie. And uh, it made me think about things like fashion in a way that I... I know. <laughs> otherwise, I, otherwise I, I, never would, th- right? I never thought... And like Daniel D. Lewis is just so... Like you buy him as this fashion guy, like it's just he yeah. just is he throws himself into any role, and it's just I love how he's the so, dedication he puts into it. Yeah, and I can see why maybe he's saying that's enough, but yeah, yeah no, you know, definitely. Whatever. But I'm right with you on the uh, one and a half star. Yeah, or, I mean, um, popcorns. It's, it's not, not really that. It's not the easiest movie to watch. You know, it's not entertaining. No, you kind of almost have to be a movie guy to to like. Yeah, this, exactly. I, I think. I mean, 
I don't know. That's just what I'll say. Yeah, I mean, if you're like in you the comic book movies, and which I'm in the comic book movies too, but I'm saying like if, the, if that's like the stuff you're into, just like you know, just, I just want to be entertained. You know, I don't. You, you know, you have a you know, you have a rough job or something. You just want to be entertained. Like, don't go see this movie. But uh, you kind of have to go in here, and you gotta you have to realize that what you're seeing on screen is um, there's some other meaning behind it, or you know, it's. <laughs> It's not obvious, right? Right. They're, they're, the movie's trying to tell you something slightly different than what's clear to your eyes, you know, that sort of thing. And it, it, there is deeper meanings to try to uncover. And it's not possible, I don't think, to always uncover them. No, definitely not. Uh, yeah. So, and that can be a problem because sometimes it's just confusing. It's like, right. come on, man, you got to. Part of the job of a director is to make your point clear. Right. And exactly. it's not up to me to decipher what you're doing, you know. Yeah, trust your audience to be smart enough to understand what you're saying, but at the same time, you know, don't make it too obvious, obviously some right. in some it's a cases. Fine line. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson does it. A very, very fine, well. very fine yep. film. So yep. that is the end of our spoiler section and uh we've got a couple of more treats, right? You want yeah, to talk yeah, about some stuff that's been going on. Yep, the Ant Man trailer has been released. Yep, Ant Man and the Wasp. We've got Mr. Paul Rudd and uh, Evangeline Lilly, Freckles. Yeah, <laughs> Freckles. We got uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Michael Pena's in it again. Who oh, okay. was great in the first one? Because yeah. if I remember correctly, you enjoyed Ant Man, correct? I did. The first this one? was yeah. a pleasant surprise. This film, absolutely. It was yeah. very creative. Just different. It sort of broke the mold, at least for me. Because uh, of just my expectations of a of super, uh, superhero film. Right. It's not your typical thing. It's also not like the whole world is ending and we need to <laughs> gather our forces. It's not like that thing. It's, it's just more fun. It's, yeah, it's, it's lighter. It's more about... Play, more, yeah. more like, sorry, it's more like, yeah, small town crime. Like, exactly. Almost like, yeah, yeah, I know they advertise it like as a heist movie. It seems <laughs> like this is kind of the, the They don't similar. make too much of it. That's right. What I like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just I had so much fun with the first one, and yeah. I think it might have even been we did a long time ago. I did a top five uh, Mar- MCU movies, and I, I believe I put this in my top five. I like. Um, I love Paul Rudd, and I wasn't sure about him going in for this role, but I thought he did a really good job. Yeah. No, I yeah. agree. I agree. I, I, I love me some Paul Rudd. <laughs> so but, seeing the uh, trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp. Is that the official title? Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp. That is uh, July 2018. So yeah, yeah, I mean the trailer. I mean again, it gets me excited for this movie, which is what a trailer does. It uh, seems very entertaining. Uh, Some cool action sequences. Like I like how they're uh, going. You know, they're actually driving in a car and like they make it go smaller to right. go under the car and then make it go big again. Like it's just, it's, yeah, it seems like they're discovering their powers more or the technology, I should say. Yeah. This whole thing they're playing, they're just taking this technology and uh, just, you know, doing more stuff with it, which is great. Like it's almost limitless. There's one thing where they, there's one where they shrink a building and then it's like a suitcase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could just, you know, if you think about it, God, I could do anything, right? <laughs> Can just shrink them and jump in this beer bottle. And I, I know, jump back down actually, or something like that. It's endless. Right? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun little. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they had a lot of fun writing this movie. It's a device it's like, that is inexhaustible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, even have the the Pez uh, the Pez shooting yeah. at the end. I know we were you know we refreshed our memories with this trailer when we were watching it. Did you say? You said when we saw like this hand all of a sudden in the trailer. Did you say that was someone? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, because I have no idea who the villain's supposed to be in this oh, movie I don't or anything. Um, even though I wasn't even familiar with the yellow jacket in the first one, you know, before the movie. So, but I, I couldn't really tell you. 
Yeah, any of you're it, not. But... A, you know, <laughs> I'm not a comic book. I guy. never read a comic book before. Right. Which, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's... check out our episode of top five comic book movies of all time, and you'll hear Dave say that sentence. <laughs> I and did. I'm and drop that, in my microphone again. That automatically makes me cooler than Ben. That's true. So that is true. I that's now the law. Have credibility, <laughs> and he is a nerd. That's the law. That is the <laughs> law. But, uh, but yeah, awesome trailer. I, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know really what to expect. I also didn't expect much from the first, and I was uh, very impressed. So I'm kind of guessing I'm going to get the same thing on this one. And even if I'm mildly disappointed, which, I, you know, whatever. This is going to be – it's probably just going to be a fun movie. And yeah. I'll be glad I saw it and then I'll move on with my life. And these movies, like it doesn't seem like it needs to – you know, you don't have to have seen any of the other, you know, Marvel movies. Like it's kind of just like kind of on its own. I like standalone. Like, yeah, yeah. standalone. So it's just like – it's just a fun, fun action movie that – you know, has good actors. The first one was great. I'm sure this one so far is looks very promising. Yeah. So and, and yeah. So you told me. So yeah, you told me that on Monday the Han Solo trailer. Oh is right. Out yes. On the what? Han Solo. The, supposedly. Oh. Supposedly. We're but just, yeah. Just as of now. As, yeah, we're just rumor guys. <laughs> okay. As of now, uh, we're we're recording this on a Thursday night. Thursday, February 1st. This will be released on February 5th. But as of now, it's they're saying the Han Solo trailer is going to be released on Good Morning America on this Monday. This is uh, really... Wow, I really... Why? Are they, what's the problem here? Why can't we just like what, what's what's the hype here? Like oh, we can't just release the trailer? I, yeah, is, I know. Yeah, why, like Infinity War territory. That's here. what I'm not liking nowadays. Is they'll even like the day before a trailer, they'll release a teaser to the teaser trailer. Like they'll give like these five second clip of just like just showing different. Dude, it's two minutes. Just give it to me, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like really you have to announce a trailer. What makes me wonder though, with all this. You know, are you worried about something? You know, are you are you? Uh, you know, we had to get in, we had to bring in Ron Howard. I had to bring in Ron Howard, and, and you know, I don't know. I mean, it, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's getting me more and more worried for this movie just because <laughs> it's like, yeah, what's what's the holdup? Problem, you know. I mean, what's, it, what's, it comes out in May. Okay, so that's kind of moving quickly. Yeah, and we we've we've gotten Star Wars trailers. Year, year ahead, a year ahead, <laughs> yeah. almost. You know, I don't especially know when, with Force Awakens, I don't we know got one a year one, ahead. Though. I don't know when that. Came Rogue out. One, we definitely got it a lot sooner. Oh, than did this. we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is we're we're three and a half months away. That's not much. Yeah. This is like you know, uh, for all the money in the world, yeah. Type of That's crunch true. here. That's What's true. going on? There's going to be another change. I mean, we'll I fire th- Ron Howard and right? have him narrate. I mean, like, I trust the, the development style. <laughs> that would be that'd be cool. <laughs> they brought in the director, <laughs> they were, or he, maybe he's narrating the movie. And then <laughs> yeah. Han Solo met Chewbacca, <laughs> yeah. and man, oh man, were they on the next episode of Star Wars? <laughs> Tobias. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. If someone I think Tobias in, is force sensitive. It'd be awesome if. Uh, Someone in cutoffs just walks in the <laughs> just walks in the background. It's like something. a whole like never nude Jedi. <laughs> never, never nude. He never takes off his robes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, a little worried for this movie. Obviously, with the director thing. Obviously, they they had more reshoots, uh, which I know is typical. But again, I don't know. Uh, Maybe this was just why, an idea. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. I guess I don't know. But I'm excited. I, I, I am excited at the same time that we're finally getting it. Yeah, I just so. don't like looking backward. I, I like, although I did say I'd like a, a Leia um, standalone. 
Really? Yeah, I'd, I think that'd be good because we don't we don't actually see Leia use her. She's more in the politics and leadership skills. We don't actually see her use the Force other than in that one scene in the Last Jedi where she's uh, Mary Poppins. Um, I'd like to see some scenario where she has to, you know, where she saves a planet, where she does something. I think that'd be a really maybe even what, pilot. I don't what know. What time frame would you put it in? It'd be between, you know, after. I don't know. It could be any time before she got old and crusty. <laughs> any time before she got old. So, I mean, would it be after Jedi? Yeah, or? maybe, yeah, maybe oh, okay. after Return yeah. of the Jedi where she, she goes on some mission with maybe Chewie or yeah. does something like that. You know, she, she goes maybe on a diplomatic mission to a planet where things go horribly yeah. wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, like I, I would like that too. I also want like just something that's not of the main characters too. Like something that's I like, want to look forward. Yeah, look forward or like or you way know, back. like a bounty hunter movie, but like without Boba Fett. Like I don't want Boba Fett in it because that I'm would be too Boba obvious. Fett. Like I want something yeah. in the criminal world, but like of characters we haven't seen, but it's in the universe. Like you, you like they mention like the Empire and stuff and things like yeah. that. But well, that opens the door to just a live action TV series. And why yeah. don't I have this? Uh, yeah, well, you know, yeah, where? Why? What? Yeah, you're doing Star Trek now. Where is it? You you can do Star Trek. You can't do Star Wars. Right. I mean, come on now. Yeah, come on. Yeah, what is this? I mean, the Star Trek one is is pretty good. I don't know if you're, if you're you're not a Star Trek guy. Yeah, I haven't seen but a Star the Trek uh, in Star my Trek life. Discovery is an is a really good series. It's mm. really well done. I don't think they have a massive budget, but it looks good. It looks hasn't, like feature style. Hasn't Rain Wilson been in an episode or two? Yeah, he was in two. He's nice. really good. Dwight. Dwight, you know, my man. Shroot Farms. Shroot Farms. <laughs> All the way. Nice. He but, was like a swindler. Uh, he's like kind of. He's just Dwight with a beard. <laughs> Dwight with a beard. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, so Han Solo. We'll we'll see if it comes out on Monday. We don't know, but I'm look. I'm I want to like it. Right. That's yeah. Again, I, I am. still am not. I never wanted this movie, which I don't like. <laughs> I don't like when people say, "Oh, we we don't even." Or like when a remake comes out. Uh, no one asked for a remake. Uh, we don't need a remake. It's like, well, they're doing it, so just see what happens with it. Like if you if it sucks, it sucks. Yeah, that's where he is. You're probably one of those people. Um, no, but, I just uh, don't. I don't know. I, I, I think I don't like. Um, like it, we didn't need Rogue One. It came out. That's true. I gave it a chance. Rogue and One. Was I loved new, it. Right, but we didn't know any of those. Well, we know Vader, but uh, that was uh, sort of. We didn't know what was going to happen there, and it was just a pleasant surprise. This one, there's, there, I feel like there's pressure on a Han Solo movie, and I think Definitely. we've heard ideas of like Obi Wan. On Tatooine, I don't want to see that. Maybe Obi Wan and the Clone Wars, you know, something like that that goes along with like the animated series somewhere, that sort of deal. Right. Be nice. Either I say either move forward, which I think the movies are starting to go there, um, move way forward or go way back. Yeah, Old Republic. We got yes, the Knights of the Old Republic. We got to move out of this bubble here because the people that know these characters are just not, you know. There is no Harrison Ford. Like it seems. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I mean, not. It's, yeah, as good as this guy's gonna be, even if he's amazing, he's not who you think of as Han Solo. I feel like you know they've this, okay. So they've reintroduced people to Star Wars. They've brought new fans in, obviously, since you know Disney acquired them. So it's like after this Han Solo one, like I think I think it is time. Like you, yeah. ha- all right, you, ha- you, you have you got your like, fan base you're here. Breaking box office records. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I think you're safe to you know make make more risks, especially w- what we saw with Rogue One. That like, wasn't that was. Was a risky movie, right? And it was incredible. Yeah, this absolutely. This movie was great. So, um, yeah, yeah. Han Solo. All right, so after Monday. That, yeah, well, today because you're going to be listening to this on February fifth. Before uh, <laughs> Monday, we've got the Super Bowl. So, yeah. So when this episode airs, the Super Bowl champion will be 
either the Philadelphia Eagles well, or that makes this mo- <laughs> New, New England Patriots. <laughs> well, I'll just say I, I hate the Patriots so much. Yeah, we're, we still want to talk about it. I, I hate the uh, Patriots incredibly, and I cannot believe, I mean, Jacksonville is, they were leading, and you know it's going to happen, right? There's going to be some penalties. Patriots are going to they're going to go down and uh, take the lead. And- it's just ridiculous because, like, how many <laughs> they? How, again, this is a movie show, but we're just talking casually now. Um, but <laughs> they called so many pass interference oh, uh, know, penalties yeah. at the end there on on Jacksonville, but then nothing on New England. Like, oh, that, why, that just you know, totally bugs me. Well, I actually, yeah. So that that game winning drive, there was two literally two penalties that got them down uh, inside the five yard line, and then you know the next play was to Amendola. And speaking of penalties, well, I'm a I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, and the Dolphins beat the Patriots. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what week it was. It was towards the end of the season on a Monday night, and it was the last Patriots loss. And a, I believe the pay, after that game, and the Patriots were called for a few penalties. They were only called for like four penalties really? in total. Wow! For all those games, I don't know the exact number, but it's like a minuscule amount. Yeah, the league just said. Nah, we're not going to do penalties for this team anymore. I know it's ridiculous. This is not I, possible. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I haven't been the big. I haven't been a Patriots hater. I know you're a Miami Dolphins fan, so naturally you're going to be a Patriots I hater. A hater. I mean, yeah. a lot of haters it's out enough there already. Uh, Tom Brady went to Michigan, so I've kind of. Oh. I'm a Michigan guy. Okay, and but he wasn't even. He didn't play. All that much? Well, he, he? I mean, he, his, his last year he did. Him and Drew, and Drew Henson split snaps. Yeah, Henson, or Split yeah. games a lot. Henson did baseball, right? Yeah, he did baseball. He, he got drafted in, I think, both. Uh, but yeah, never never went anywhere. But anyways, being a Michigan guy, I always kind of followed Tom Brady and wanted him to do, do well. And, you know, I, I rooted for them in the Atlanta Super Bowl, so I went crazy when they came back. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I kind of want this whole Patriots thing just to end by now. So it's enough, I, right? and I it's like rooting for the now. underdog. So I, you, I will be rooting, even though I hate the Eagles too. But too bad. Went, lesser or two Wentz evils here. Uh, Nick Foles, he's okay, but you know, Wentz is better. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it's clear. It's clear to me that the scales of justice are tipped toward New England. I mean, the league has their finger on the scales on this. This is like. LeBron James, this is Michael Jordan, this is your Kevin Durant. <laughs> There's Ben spills beer all over on his shirt. <laughs> but, hey guys, I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know what a new. And I'm sure a New England only a New England fan would say that. You know, they'd probably say the refs are against the Patriots. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like but to almost any casual observer, it's pretty clear that the league favors this team, and it's not like they're flat out fixing games, right? But it's just, it's a call here or there. It's not calling holding, which are always devastating. It's not calling this one thing, you know. And those things over time add up. And if you're only calling, you know, a couple penalties on a team yeah. over a series of games, where it's like, this is just a totally unfair advantage. Yeah. So, what, uh, so if, you're, if you were a betting man... Who I mean, who would you who would you say would win? Oh, I got I got to take the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, they're they're playing well and they have the league in their favor. So another uh, another ball, hardball, whatever. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> another question for you. I'm sitting here. Uh, sorry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> What's the final score? I will say a 31, uh, 21 Patriots. I'm going to say even boring of a game. I'm going to say 24-13 Patriots. Okay, I can see that too. Because Patriots win low-scoring games. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they do. 
Uh, maybe I want to change though, because I mean they beat Jacksonville yeah, twenty-four yeah, no, I'm, twenty. I'm, stick, I'm sticking with that. They, the only team that really has been able to uh, historically was ever able to knock them on their ass was the Giants. You know, yeah, all those, those two years. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I, I was hoping it would be yeah. I mean J- Jaguars. I was rooting for them. That would have been awesome if they would have made it. But they uh, weren't. You, you knew the Jack- Jacksonville really wasn't quite good enough. You know, right? Yeah, they really. Yeah, I know. It just, I they, but, they weren't going to win either. So it was like, I don't know. But kinda, they were winning, like yeah. going in, like uh, you know, late in the game. You know, fairly. You know, they don't quite have the offense, and you could see the Patriots defense like figuring them out as right. the game went yep. along. And even though uh, you know Vikings are in my division, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, obviously. But uh, I, I would like to see them make it as well. But obviously they didn't. But uh, anywho, sorry. sorry about that. Yeah, it's whatever. But uh, all right, well, we'll see. yeah, Super Bowl. Well, I guess we'll see. Even though, again, once this episode airs, <laughs> it'll already be done. Clear where we stand. <laughs> exactly, here. exactly. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us. Uh, basically, is that all you wanted to talk about? That's that all is, I wanted to talk uh, about. The extent of everything <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is our thoughts on Phantom Fred Thread, some Ant Man trailer, on Solo, current life, whatever. But uh, and also. Uh, the time of this recording, Blake Griffin's first game with the Detroit Pistons was tonight. Don't know how to feel about that trade yet, but, uh, but yeah, Michigan, we'll see. Michigan we'll see. guy here. But when we started recording, he had 20 points in the third quarter, so that's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to check the final score after we're done recording. Actually, he'll be checking it as we're talking and then lose yeah. his train of thought and blank. So we'll see. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. I am, uh, my personal account is at BCCord. I'm at Dave underscore Quist. And guys, follow us on, or subscribe to us on YouTube. Watch us. iTunes, iTunes watch us. Sub- yeah, we would really we'll love comments. a review on iTunes if you could. It would uh, help us out a lot. Absolutely. And also on YouTube tube uh we have a patreon as well the link is in the description so if you guys want to check that out feel, it will feel free. help us uh buy beer yeah that buy more beer helps us to uh, talk better yeah talk, it, it definitely helps us <laughs> and spill on our clothes it's this is true what he said <laughs> all right folks well that is it for us for davo i am ben secord and as always grab some popcorn grab some snacks and we'll catch you guys at the movies very nice delilah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>